0: Welcome to Banyan Books, Branches of Wisdom. Celebrating the joy of bright ideas and heartful lifelong learning. Branches of Wisdom is a series of intimate conversations with the world's most influential authors and visionaries. We explore spirituality and the human mind, ecology and culture. Most episodes are recorded with a live audience. You can join our live events and submit questions to your favorite guests. Check out our upcoming schedule at banyan.com. Since 1970, Banyan Books has been a rich oasis at the crossroads of wisdom and philosophy, offering resources for humanity's evolving paths. We're a locally owned, independent bookstore in the heart of Vancouver's Kitsilano neighborhood. Visit us in person or shop online at banyan.com. Please subscribe follow like and leave your reviews for the podcast and now enjoy
1: hello and welcome my name is Jacob Steele the events manager for Banyan Books and Sound today we are delighted to be hosting Karen Casey on her new book each day a renewed beginning meditations for a peaceful journey Every day around the world, millions of people spend a few moments in quiet reflection with the words of Karen Casey. If you walk through the aisles of Banyan Books, be it uh, 20 years ago or this week, you're bound to see shelves of books by Karen Casey in such sections as meditation, inspiration, recovery from addictions and codependency, prayer, self-help, or A Course in Miracles. Karen Casey, Ph.D., is the author of 28 books, including the beloved classic Each Day, a New Beginning, which I have just learned is celebrating its 40th anniversary. Um, This book has sold over 3.5 million copies and it's been translated in more than 10 languages worldwide. She is a workshop facilitator for 12-step recovery and an inspirational speaker who has helped transform the lives of audiences around the world for four decades. Some of her influential books of inspiration include Promise of a New Day, Codependence and the Power of Detachment, Change Your Mind and Your Life Will Follow, and 52 Ways to Live the Course in Miracles. And uh, this last one, the 52 Ways to Live the Course in Miracles has just been re-released by Mangle Publishing. Karen Casey's work offers heartfelt and hard-won wisdom bringing a message of genuine positivity and transformation to our darkest times. Her new book, Each Day a Renewed Beginning, is a collection of unique motivational experiences assembled to inspire optimism in times of crisis, both externally and internally. We're honored to welcome you here today. Without further ado, I present Karen Casey.
2: Thank you, Jacob. I'm so glad to be here and um you know, the bookstore, everything I've read about your bookstore makes a trip to Vancouver seem like, uh, well worth it because there's so many wonderful things about your bookstore. So, uh, I, I just encourage anybody who is watching today, um, to take advantage of, um, uh, shocking online at Banyan. If you happen to, um, not live in the Vancouver area, and there is one person I know that lives in the Vancouver area who may well be watching today, and her name is Martha, and she was the co-author on The Promise of a New Day, the book you just mentioned, and, um, but I am so happy to be here today to talk about this particular book, Each Day, a Renewed Beginning, Meditations for a Peaceful Journey, and the reason I feel so good about talking about this today is because I've really needed to grab tight hold of this book myself these last few days because of a lot of upheaval in my own life personally. Uh, And it may seem strange for you as a listener to think that an author would sit down and read her own words but indeed I do. I read this book every day because I need the calming influence. And because of that, I would like to read, start by reading the message for today. And today is November, December 4th. Too bad it's not tomorrow because tomorrow's quote is Frank Sinatra. (laughs) Today, when things change inside you, things change around you. And that is just an anonymous quote. Many of us have wasted years of our lives thinking we'd be happy if only he or she would change or if we had received that promotion or lived in the house of our dreams or if it would quit raining when we have a picnic planned. We too easily place our focus outside of ourselves. We still can't ever change the external world without revamping our inner world first. But the power to see the world outside ourselves differently is as close as the decision to change our minds. How lucky for us that in truth, we have the power to change how we see everything around us. Shifting our perspective is one decision that's capable of changing our entire day or better yet, our entire future. Seeking inner peace is the most advantageous avenue to making the positive changes. And when we look for ways to be peaceful, everything in our experience takes on a different hue. It's really not so very far to go from a troubled inner mind one that's willing to see the light and there is not one of us who is incapable of making this kind of change therefore not one of us has to remain stuck in the old story of our lives life will reflect the picture we project no one is in charge of our own projector but ourselves And you know, that speaks so clearly to the way I have grown accustomed to seeing my life. And sometimes I have my projector all screwed up. Sometimes I'm projecting a dark picture, and we all do that. My darkness started as a child. You know, I Want to re announce myself, reintroduce myself slightly. I want to say, my name is Kara, and I'm an alcoholic, an alcoholic who has been in recovery for more than 45 years. And you know, I, as a kid, was constantly filled with this, this fear and this anxiety of never feeling as though I fit in, always feeling as though everybody knew something that I didn't know. And then guess what, at age 13, when nobody was looking at a family gathering, I poured myself a glass of Coke and added some whiskey and everything looked different. And that began the journey of the rest of my life. The journey that has, act- that has really brought me to this point with you all today with you all and all of these books that I have written. And actually I want to make one tiny correction. This was actually book 31, <laughs> so um, so we need obviously to update our bibliography somewhat. But, um, you know, my troubled, my life was troubled with codependency first and foremost. As a kid, I was always looking out there to see if I was okay, and that's why alcohol was so appealing to me at age 13, and then I didn't care what you thought. I wasn't focused on you at all, but it still brought me into very troubled experiences, so many troubled experiences that ultimately I made wrong decisions, wrong choices in relationships, a wrong first marriage. I say a wrong first marriage, but actually at the same time that I say that, I want to make a correction because there are no wrong choices. And I want all of us to realize that, that whatever choice we made in our life was really the door opener to the next experience we needed to have. And so that those those poor choices led me to the next poor choice, which led me to that first marriage, which led me ultimately into the rooms first of Al-Anon in 1974, and then in Alcoholics Anonymous in 1976. I went into that first meeting, May 24th, 1976, and I thought, oh my gosh, There is a world so different from the world I have been living in. Now, I would like to say that 45 years have been blissful. They haven't been. They haven't been because that's simply not how life works. Life isn't constantly blissful. But what we learn to do with the help of one another, whether you're in a recovery room or not, what we learn to do is help each other on this journey. And I would say my higher power really chose me as a, as a as a purveyor of words that might in turn be helpful to other people. I didn't know that what my life was going to be was a life as a writer. You know, when I was in graduate school working on my doctorate, I must admit, I I looked around at all my friends who were moaning and groaning every time they had a paper to write. And I was thinking, oh my God, this is wonderful. I mean, for me, sitting down and writing a paper was like falling off a log. I I, I never got that. I never understood what that was about. Well, as a much older 82-year-old woman now, and I look back on all that, I understand what that was about. That was God's preparation for me to have the role that he really preferred me to have in this life. I wasn't gifted with children, but I was gifted with the opportunity to find my way into 12 step rooms and then gifted with the opportunity to hear that voice which guided me to write books that were helpful to others. And as I said, helpful to me too. You know, this particular book, I wrote during the quarantine. My husband and I um, normally spend uh, half of every year in Florida. This year we are um, hunkered down in Minnesota. Uh, We've had some challenges we had not expected. Uh, My husband has been diagnosed with cancer and he is undergoing treatment, So we're gonna stay put this winter. So for the first time in 32 years, we will be bundling up. I bought my first pair of, of fur-filled boots <laughs> that, and we're gonna just trek through uh, a cold Minnesota winter. Uh, and this is part of the necessary journey too. But I wrote, we were down in Florida for 18 months. and. While I was down there, I, was, I had just finished, actually. I had just finished the book, 20 Things I Know for Sure. And so I wasn't really feeling called to write something else. And then, and I don't know, um, other writers I'm sure feel this way too. Then I, I had this sense of being called to do something more. And the something more for me has always been to sit down and let those words come. I'm not sure how it works. All I know is that that is how I hear God. That is how I hear my higher power, through the words when I sit to write. In fact, as Jacob mentioned, Each Day a New Beginning, my very first book, which was published in 1982 will celebrate its 40th year anniversary this coming year, which is just an amazing thing to me. And I want to speak up, up, about it for just a moment, because any of you who have ever struggled to feel an attachment to God will understand this. When I came into the rooms of recovery, you know, as a kid, I'd had, I'd had suicidal thoughts a lot. Early in recovery, I I really uh, flirted with the idea of suicide. Um, I knew every time I went to a meeting that people seemed to have a connection that I didn't have. And I sat down and began to listen and write what I heard. And that became this book. And that set for me a pattern of living. It was as though God was saying, this is what I'm calling you to do, Karen. You know, I'm not calling you to raise a bunch of children. I'm calling you to help my children and help yourself in a different sort of way. So now on book 31, I'm sitting there in Florida feeling uh, kind of at at loose ends. Uh, It's the quarantine. We aren't going, everything we're doing is on Zoom. I, I love Zoom, frankly. I've, I go to a ton of AA and Al-Anon on Zoom, and I run a, a Course in Miracles course on Zoom as well. Uh, so everything I do is on Zoom, except for one Saturday morning meeting here in Minneapolis. But I felt at loose ends. So I sat down, and I started writing Facebook posts. And I wrote one every single day for 50 or 60 days and then it seemed like it's time to do something more and that something more became this book of meditations for finding greater peace on our journey because that ultimately is the only thing that I'm interested in. Now, when I say that, I don't want to discount how much uh, how committed I am to my recovery, how committed I am to helping other people, how committed I am to being a good relationship partner, and all of those things. But personally, what I am really always seeking is greater peace in my own life. Because if I'm not feeling greater peace, I'm not going to show up in a peaceful way to other people. And so this book, and, um, and this book is very closely related, really, in ideas to this book, 52 Ways to Live the Course in Miracles. Because the Course in Miracles is really about living a more peaceful life, living from a place of love instead of a place of fear. And so that's really the the crux of this book. That is really the crux of my entire life at this point. How can I show up wherever it is, at the grocery or at a meeting or at a family gathering? Uh, How can I show up among strangers or friends and be a peaceful presence? How can I show up and be that expression of love that we all want to experience in our lives? And, you know, guess what? Anytime I show up and I'm being loving and kind, it changes everything about how I feel. You know, every time I, a friend gave to me a number of years ago, a little plaque that sits on, on my, uh, on a bookcase down in Florida that says, toss kindness around like confetti. And I love that. Because, you know, it really boils down to something that simple. To toss kindness around. Be an expression of kindness wherever we go. You know, I so often remember that Mother Teresa said, be kind to everyone and start with the person standing next to you. How simple is that? And that's what this book is about. It's about being kind and peaceful. It's about showing others that everything is going to be okay. It's about showing others through the way we are living our lives that they're going to be okay in their life too. Now, I want to be totally transparent with you and tell you, am I always at peace? No. And lately, as I said a few moments ago, because of the upheaval in our life, because of the challenges that that we're facing with my some health issues I have, and some health issues for my husband and our need to stay here. I have, I have struggled lately to feel at peace. I have struggled lately to believe that everything is happening as it should and that everything is okay. But you know, down deep in my heart, I know that everything in the timeline of my life has happened in perfect order, and that everything that is happening today is in perfect order as well. You know, one of the, uh, one of the ideas that I treasure so much is that there are no accidental encounters in our lives. We may think that we have met somebody that was difficult and that, gee, I wish I'd never met her or him. Guess what? They're They're the very teacher we need in that very moment because we really need every single person that we will meet along the way in this life. Every experience, every relationship that I had before I ended up in the rooms of of recovery, in the rooms of Al-Anon and then AA, every relationship was my training ground for who I was eventually going to be, for for who I was, for what I was eventually going to write, for what I was eventually going to tell others about. You know, I know that um, one one of the early books that I wrote, was called Fearless Relationships, and it was about the principles um, of, of having lifelong contentment in our relationships, and some of these ideas are very similar to what I'm still talking about today, and that's because there is nothing more important, nothing more important than learning how to show up in our relationships in a kind and loving way, and to value each and every encounter we have, knowing that it is the perfect encounter at the perfect time. And, you know, I, I, there was a time in my life I would have scoffed at that idea and said, there is no way that that can be true. Well, think again. I look now, at the long timeline of my life. And I know exactly why that person showed up or that woman or that man. I know why my first husband showed up in my life. And I realized that even though we could not help each other on the journey at that period of time, the kinds of lessons that I had an opportunity to learn then, ultimately I was able to learn and that's another one of those life principles. You know, we have we come into this life with certain lessons to learn. And if we aren't ready to learn them when that first encounter comes along, that's okay. We'll have another opportunity. Nothing that we need to learn and know escapes us. Remember that. Nothing that we need to learn and know will escape us. It will simply wait patiently for us and it will return and you know there are I mean when when I think of everything that I have written in my life it has all boiled down to a few simple ideas that life is extraordinary that nobody's life is just ordinary that everybody's life is extraordinary because everybody's life is absolutely rich and filled with the exact experiences that are perfect for you right now, for you then, and they will be perfect for you tomorrow and next week and next year. And wherever we cross paths, just remember that each path you cross, that is your opportunity to bring some loving kindness into somebody else's life and in the process you will walk away feeling loved as well there isn't anything any better than that and you know i'm just going to um open this book at random um totally at random and read you one more message hopefully i can see it better than the last time. Um, and this one is by, the quote is by Henry Ward Beecher. I can forgive, but I cannot forget is only another way of saying I cannot forgive. It's a pretty well-established fact that holding on to resentments makes being at peace nearly impossible. Resentments have a way of sabotaging our well-being. They consume us. And when our minds are held hostage by such feelings, peace is only a distant memory. But there is a way to live free of the turmoil of our minds. We can achieve this by letting go of our resentments and then coupling that with the actual decision to forgive whomever we have allowed To steal our peace of mind. Forgiveness is the purest form of connection to someone else. And when it's heartfelt, it's absolutely mind-altering. It is said that the joining of two minds in the act of forgiveness becomes the holiest place on earth. All angst is gone, all tension released, all resistance to the person standing before us melts away. We can then move forward peacefully and gratefully. The added blessing is that all other relationships are made more loving too. If there is someone who needs forgiveness today, don't tarry. The blessing will be felt immediately. And you know, I'm so glad that That opening this at random, and that was September 1, opening this at random, was about forgiveness. Because, you know, forgiveness is what joins people. And I am such a firm believer that we are all one. That ultimately, there is no separation between us. That's a concept that I hold dear, um, that I was introduced to through A Course in Miracles, that the ego wants to keep us separate from each other, the ego wants to push us into holding resentments against each other, there will never be peace of mind if in fact we see ourselves as separate from each other. Let's make sure that we close those gaps between ourselves and others let's make sure that we begin to see one another as ourselves. To see one another as the projection of who we are. Let's make sure that we lead from a place of love. That we go forth feeling a peaceful heart and that we can help others be at peace too. And I I think that... um, I've probably talked um, about 30 minutes and I know I want to leave time for questions and I want to say to you that there is no question that is uh, off limits. Anything you want to ask, uh, you are free to ask. So do we have some questions? It looks like we have a couple. And I, the first one I see is says, is it ever too late to find the path? I have missed so much of my life that I wonder if it is too late. Now, age 62, I dearly want to find God's path and work for my life. And rather than typing an answer, I would really like to just speak to that and say that, no, it is never, ever too late to find the path because you know where God is? God is within us. You know, when I, um, as I said, I struggled so much as a kid to feel that connection. To feel as though I fit. And I didn't, I had not grown up in a family where um, there was much emphasis on the spiritual presence around us. So I didn't feel, I didn't know what that path was either. And I And I remember so well that my mother-in-law now, with my second husband, uh, gave me a little plaque from my refrigerator and said, Karen, uh, if you feel God has, is distant from you, remember God didn't move, you did. And you know, I have come to believe that God is right here within us. So this is the path. The path is within us. And the path is to remember that when I am in a peaceful, kind, loving way, I am am being the full expression in that moment of God's presence. That that is all God expects of us. That you are on the path if you are being an expression of love and kindness. The next person says, chat is disabled. I wasn't sure what to do at first. Okay, a comment and then a question. Karen is the only speaker that I had a God dream about. This is from Timothy. And I think I know who Timothy is from a long time ago when he came to hear me speak. Karen is the only speaker that I had a God dream about, that she was blessed by God. So I believe that God was and is using her. The first book I read it read in recovery was each day, a new beginning. I didn't know it was for women, but felt it was talking to me on so many levels. So many. So my question, can Karen give a specific one-on-one miracle experience that arose from hearing the Holy Spirit? And I guess I would say there are a, a lot of specific miracle experiences that I've had. But the thing that I go to all the time, Timothy, and for any of the rest of you that are listening, when I am in a difficult moment with a person or a situation, one of the things that I have learned to practice, and I want to to, uh, pay homage to A Course in Miracles for this, I have learned to say, help me see this differently. And in that, I'm really inviting the Holy Spirit to help me see the situation or the person differently. And suddenly, I just feel my shoulders rest. I suddenly feel everything around me begins to change. That, you know, there is, there is nothing I think all we have to do is say help me see this differently as far as a course in miracles is concerned that's all a miracle is it's a shift in our perception so that when we say help me see this differently we're simply asking for help to have that shift in perception and i want to promise you that you will feel differently you will see the situation differently If you are willing to give that a try. You know, I think that. I don't know if there are any more questions. I don't see any more questions down there at this point. Um, I don't know if in the chat room there are some things. uh,
1: I have a couple questions as we wait. Oh, here's actually one coming in.
2: It says, do you have suggestions for us during this COVID time? for whatever reason, this fourth wave of Omicron is affecting me more. I thought we were finally coming out of the woods, and now the woods are perhaps deeper. And, you know, I think that probably a lot of us, Jill, are feeling like, are we headed into another quarantine with this? And I think that the thing that I am doing is I am making sure that I don't let it overwhelm me, and I'm taking really good care of myself. I got vaccinated, I got my booster shot, and I don't go any place without a mask. And um, and so, you know, it's like I am responding to this in the same way that I responded to the whole thing when it began, even though I have been vaccinated and got the booster shot. Um, because none of us know exactly what, where this is going to take us. But what I do think we can do is to stay out of that fear-filled place and say, what can I do? What can I do myself to make sure that I am being safe and loving and kind? And it's doing all those things so that we don't maybe transmit something to anybody else. You know, I didn't, Actually, I didn't expect to talk about this today, but this is a great thing to talk about because a lot of people, uh, there are, you know, there, we all know that there are people who are not, um, uh, who don't embrace the idea of vaccinations. And it's not up to me to change their minds, but it is up to me to protect myself wherever I go and to protect In in case, even though I have been vaccinated and had the booster shot, in case I would have gotten exposed to something, to make sure I don't expose anybody else. So each of us, I think, just has to be thoughtful about our own lives. Um, And I I got a comment from uh, a, a woman named Adair, who was somebody from my past, from a long, long time ago. And Adair, I'm so glad that you joined us today. And um, I see there are maybe some other questions, we'll see. Oh, no, I guess not. What I wanna say is that, you know, uh, even at 82, life, you you suddenly realize how much shorter life is on this end than it was before. And so, but we don't, any of us know, no matter whether we're 62 like Jill or 82 or in his 60s someplace like Timothy uh, and Adair too, uh, uh, if I remember right, and many of the other people listening. Um, it doesn't matter what age we are. What matters is how am I living today and how am, how am I bringing uh my best self into every experience today, because how I show up in every experience is what really makes that experience also more palatable for others. And in fact, even more than just palatable, it it makes the experience maybe feel like a real blessing to others. You know, the kindest simplest little comment we might make to somebody can just change their lives. You know, I I heard a story, a wonderful story about the Dalai Lama many years ago. And let me share this story because it, it just, I mean, we all know, you all know who the Dalai Lama is. Um, the the Dalai Lama was invited to speak at a, a prestigious kind of dinner event in California and um, uh, after the dinner he was invited to the podium and he went up to the podium and you all know what he looks like and he's not a very tall man and he stood up behind the podium they had a, a little a little bench for him to stand on and he stood there and He looked out at this vast audience and he said, you are in this life to love one another. And then he stepped down and walked off the stage. And people in the audience were just kind of like, oh, what? Here we are. We came to this event. We paid a lot of money (laughs) for a meal that probably wasn't even very good because they really came because they wanted to hear What the Dalai Lama had to say um, because they were seekers. And the Dalai Lama, much to their relief, came back out. He came back out and he stood up and he looked out at them again. And he said, and if you can't love one another, at least don't hurt one another. And with that, he left the stage. And this time he didn't return. He didn't return because that was, that was the message. That is the message for all of us. You know, we are in, as I said, we are crossing the paths of people we need to meet. And hopefully we will be kind and loving Hopefully, if we run into somebody that we are holding a resentment against, we will be willing to have a shift in our perception and be forgiving. Uh, but at least let's remember to not hurt anybody further in our life. We don't deserve to be hurt. We don't deserve to be hurt by one another. And the kindest thing we could do for each other, is to, is to simply be that expression of honor, to honor one another's path, to say, I see you. You know, I think that so often um, people in life go around feeling invisible. You know, as a little kid, I think I, I mentioned, you know, I, I felt like I didn't fit in. I felt invisible. Well, when you pass people in the grocery store, nod to them. When you check out, notice the the cashier's name on her tag and say, thank you, Sheila. Uh, Let each person know that you you actually see them. That is such a kind thing to do and it's so simple. I mean, let's just show up. Let's show up with kindness and love in the same way that Mother Teresa said. Start with the person standing next to you. Start with the person standing next to you so that you can be that expression of peace in their life. And then guess what? You will feel more peaceful too. It's really, in some ways, it's our, our being kind and peaceful to others is can be interpreted as almost a selfish act. Because when we're kind and peaceful toward others, kind and peaceful and loving toward others, we feel better about ourselves. And don't we all deserve that? Don't we all deserve to feel better? Don't we all deserve to feel as though we're carrying that message of the God of our understanding? That wherever we go, there he or she or it is too because god is within so wherever we go we are there being accompanied by the god of our understanding so i am just uh, delighted to have been here today uh it looks like there might be another q a uh no maybe not well let me pull that down Uh, A a friend named Kurt says, thanks for being a sweet friend. Thank you, Kurt. Judy Singer, a a wonderful friend of mine through the internet says, great to see and hear you, Karen. Anyway, uh, I've loved being here. I hope that something I have said today has been helpful to at least one of you because I believe that's really all God wants and is seeking from us, to be helpful to one person who has crossed our paths. And I don't know how many of you are out there uh, and have crossed this path today, but I'm certainly grateful that I was invited by Jacob, that I was invited by Mango, my publisher, to come and spend some time with you today. And, um, and I would encourage you to, um, I don't know how many of the books of mine that Banyan happens to have, but you can always contact them and say, you know, what does Karen have? And, uh, and I, and I would love to connect with you in that way. But, um, just keep in mind this book, I promise will give you momentary peace every single day and thank you thank you for being present in my life today thank you jacob
1: thank you karen thank you everybody
0: thanks for joining us for branches of wisdom a podcast of banyan books and sound canada's spiritual and healing resource since 1970 Our podcast producer is Jacob Steele. The show is edited by Abdo Habani. Watch all our conversations on YouTube by searching for Banyan Books or listen on your favorite podcast platform. Please subscribe, follow, like, and leave your reviews and comments. We love to hear from you. For all our live events, books, and more, visit us at Banyan.com.